Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Uh, this morning's message is making the best of your situation, making the best of your situation. And I'm going to be in the uh, chapter 18 of the book of Joshua is where I'm going to be, making the best of your situation. You know, life, life is filled with opportunities, opportunities. You know, have you ever heard someone say, oh man, I missed that opportunity uh, or Man, I was blessed. I got a great opportunity, and I didn't miss this one. I was blessed here. And, and, you know, we often talk about opportunities and how, you know, we want to make sure we, we take advantage of those opportunities. We want to make sure we don't miss out on them. And I think when we walk with God, we serve the Lord, that God does open up opportunities for us at times. God does open up doors for us to maybe walk through or, or ways that we can serve Him and live for Him. And I think we've got to make the best of those opportunities because they're not guaranteed to last. They're not guaranteed to be there forever. Uh, you know, truth is, we're getting older. That's, that's one thing for sure. So that being said, you know, being young, what a blessing it is. Now, I'm not going to say you're young or old. That's, that's your decision. You can be young at heart, young in mind this morning. But you know, when you're young, you have energy, strength. God's blessed you. Use that opportunity to serve God while you can. Uh, you know, as we age, you know, we still have opportunities. It's just, uh, I heard a pastor recently once say, he goes, you know, the older I get, the more I realize the opportunities are less. And he goes, and i got to really focus on them. Because I know, naturally speaking, there's not going to be a whole lot more. You know, in life, take advantage of the opportunity God has given you. That's what I want to talk about this morning, the opportunities. And we're going to look at how they, uh, I guess you say, failed, a group of them, not all the Israelites, but seven tribes, uh, failed how we can learn and how they were challenged by Joshua. So let's look at verse 1. It says, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh, set up the tabernacle of the congregation there, and the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you? Give out from among you three men for each tribe, and I will send them. They shall rise and go through the land and describe it according to the inheritance of them, and they shall again come to me. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessings you've given to us. I thank you for the passage that we have here, and I pray that you can open up our hearts here this morning to your word. Help us to uh, not only see it, hear it, but get a good understanding. And also, Lord, I pray that you give us some teachings we can apply. Please work in our hearts, Holy Spirit, and I pray you God indirect. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me give you a little bit of an introduction here to what's going on, and then I'll get you to our, our three points that we have this morning. What we find here is they had went into the land. God had blessed with some great victories. They had some struggles, but for the most part, they were blessed. And they were able to gain what we'd call possession of the land as far as having it. Now, there were still some enemies, small pockets here throughout, that as they began to settle in the land, they were responsible to drive them out. You know, it's an excellent picture of life when you think about it. You know, once we're saved, it's ours. God's given us that salvation. It's ours. But, you know, as you, but as you go through life, there's going to be some decisions you've got to make. You're going to have to choose to walk with God. You're going to choose if you're going to read your Bible today or if you're going to walk with God, if you're going to pray uh, today or, or what you're going to seek after. And, and those decisions, you know, often are 
can make your day a good day or perhaps lead you away from God in some situations. And we're going to see here where we have a group of people, seven tribes, which evidently, they just didn't take their responsibility seriously, at least as far as up to this point. Now, they had went in, they had fought with the whole group. But at this point, uh, they didn't possess the land God had given them. In other words, they didn't go into the portions that, that was assigned them, and they didn't push out the people that were there. You know, just a few chapters before, you have one man, Caleb, who said, give me a mountain, and went and took it. Now you have seven tribes of people who just sat back. And so that's what I want to talk about here this morning, of basically making the best of your situation as far as the results here. Notice the results. There were what we call missed blessings. They didn't have the land that God had promised them because they didn't go take it. There were some missed blessings. Also, there was unhappiness. They weren't pleased with their situation. Third, there was some disobedience. That's why they didn't have land because they didn't obey. They just didn't do what God told them to do. And I guess fourth and final, there was a public rebuke. A public rebuke. You know, Joshua didn't say, oh, it's okay, everything will be fine. No, he, he rebuked him. He said, how long are you going to sit there and do nothing? You know, you have your responsibility. Now go forward. And so they were publicly rebuked for their, I guess you would call their slackness, as we'll talk about here in a minute. So here's something to think about. Difficulties are going to arise in your life if you're disobedient to God. That's just what's going to happen. You're going to run into some troubles. You're going to run into some trials. And they are going to be difficulties due to what we would call disobedience. Now, I don't know about you, but life's difficult as it is. There's all sorts of hardships out there. I don't want to add any more because of disobedience. So let's walk with God and let's do what God would want us to do. So this morning, let's make the best of our situation. And I want to talk to you about how we can do this. Forward by faith, making the best of your situation, Joshua 18, verses 2 and 3. Here's the first one. Be not slack. Be not slack. That's what he tells them here. Notice it says here, we're in Joshua 18, and we find here in verse 3, And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack to go, he says here, to possess the land? That word slack means to relax or to let down. You know, sometimes we can use it in a derogative today. Oh, you're being slack or lazy. And that's what the word means. It means to, to kind of sit around. Neglect what you should be doing. And so the implication is they, they weren't going forward because they chose not to go forward. That's the implication. It, was, it wasn't as if they were told, don't go forward or, or, or you, know, you can't do this yet. It was their own slackness, their own choice is what kept them there in place. Now here's a few thoughts. I want to speculate a bit. I, I try to tell you when I speculate so you know. Maybe, that's why I put maybe here, maybe they enjoyed the large group. See, what happened is it was a large group that went to land, and now they began to portion out. And maybe that was the problem. Maybe as they began to portion out, they struggled kind of going on their own as, as individual tribes. And that can happen sometimes, you know, in life. You know, uh, God may take you somewhere where you don't have the, what you would call the, the, the surroundings that you're used to. Or you don't have the maybe a family support. Or you have to go to a new job. You know, God can take those things and put you in those places. And that's where, if we're not careful, we can become what we call slacking our responsibilities to God. Or we can neglect what we should be doing because of, I guess you would say, the taking our eyes off the Lord and focusing on, on the situation. And maybe that was the problem. I don't know. But, you know, that's something we can overcome with God. Obviously, we look to God. Uh, here's another thought here. Maybe they just uh, were tired of the work. They had just fought battles. They went into the land, uh, you know, and, and they didn't fly in. Isn't it a blessing to have the ability to fly nowadays? Or even if you drive, you know, we can drive a lot faster now. And then, I mean, th- this was a long, 
what we call campaign. Uh, they went in. They, they, the, the Bible tells us they, they took the center, took the south, took the north. At this point, they had been battling. They had been fighting. They had been traveling. Maybe they were just tired. You know, you can become tired even in a good work. We can become tired even in serving the Lord. And maybe this, what we call fatigue, maybe this just led to them just kind of slowing down a bit. You know, we're talking about going forward by faith. You know, in life, we can get tired, and it slows us down in going forward. That's where we've got to find strength in the Lord. And that's what he talks about here at the end. We'll, we'll get to that. But that's where you, you seek God's strength. And God will enable you to go forward where you are and continue serving Him. So, uh, we know that there was inhabitants up there. We know the cities were, uh, there were cities up there. They had to restore some cities. They had to maintain these cities. Uh, think of all the work they had. The fields had to be cultivated if they're going to eat. So, there was a lot in front of them. And maybe all that work work was just was just I guess they say a burden or here's another thought too have you ever had this maybe the the thought of all that work is what burdened him. I've done that too. You know, maybe it's just me. Sometimes I can worry over things. And, I, and you know, I found in my life, I worry over all these things and half of them never even come to pass. You know, I'm just worrying over them. And, and maybe that was the problem. Maybe they were worrying over how are we going to get this done? How are we going to do this? And instead of going forward, you know, uh, we got to go forward in life. We got to trust God. We got to have faith. And maybe that's why they struggled. I'll give you one more. Maybe they just were lazy. You know, that's just maybe they just didn't go do it. Yeah, that can happen too. You know, I, I know on, there are times in life where you know I got to get up and do something, and I just don't feel like doing it. And you know, you just like I just just got to do it. And maybe that was the problem. Maybe they just didn't do it. Uh, here's some practical thoughts for you this morning. Let me talk about your relationship with God now. Your relationship with God. Don't be slack in your relationship with God. Uh, make an effort to serve God. Let me give you a few areas. Prayer. Prayer. Make time to pray. Make time to pray. Prayer is important. and I think it's invaluable as a Christian. Uh, prayer should be like breathing. It's something that you need every single day. Talk to God. Start your day with God. Develop a, a prayer life where you have a, what we call a heart of prayer, where throughout your day, if you, something comes up, you can just talk to God. You have a relationship with Him. And by the way, that's something you can do because of Christ. Because of Christ, you have access to God the Father wherever you are. You see, the, the Old Testament saints didn't enjoy that. They, they had access to God, but they had a mediator as far as the high priest. Christ is our high priest. You can go to God anywhere at any time. And I want to encourage you to take advantage of your prayer life. Uh, I think, and, and, and this is just my opinion, I think when we get to heaven, that may be one of the things God shows us that we didn't take advantage of, is the prayer. Pray more. Pray more. Talk to God. End your day with the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Take your cares, your concerns. He wants to hear your cares and concerns. He wants to be part of your life. And so I encourage you to talk to God. And that's something you've got to make an effort to do. You've you got to make an effort. And, and yes, it's going to take some time, some energy. Uh, I know we have busy schedules, but I always come back to Daniel and David. You know, David is the one who talked about, you know, he'd seek the Lord morning, noon, and evening time, three times a day. Daniel is the one who prayed three times a day. I don't know if he fashioned it after that, that psalm or if he just did it because the Lord led him. Uh, but, you know, both those men were busy men. One was a king, also a conqueror as far as David. The other one was a prime minister of the land of Babylon. Both those men were busy, yet they took time to talk to God. I mean, that's why God blessed them, right? Because they had a relationship with Him. So take time, make time to talk to God. Take your cares and concerns to Him. And then how about your responsibilities? Don't be slack in your responsibilities. Uh, we all have what I'd call God-given responsibilities. And your responsibilities are probably different than my responsibilities. But they're yours, and God has given them to you. They could be family responsibilities, 
husband, wife, parent, even children have responsibilities to their to their parents. Um, it could be responsibilities at work that God's given you. It could be responsibilities at church that the Lord's called you to get involved in. Don't be slack in those responsibilities. Fulfill them to the best of your ability and do the best you can instead of sitting back and waiting. You see, what it amounts to is that God's giving you the opportunity now with those responsibilities. So I encourage you to make the best of those. How about within your family? Make the best of your responsibilities. Be the best you can in your home. In your church that you serve in, be the best you can. No matter what you're doing, do it for God's glory. You know, there's nothing too small in serving the Lord. I, I, everything's important when it comes to serving God. And so I encourage you to make the best of your, your, your responsibilities and take advantage of those opportunities. Thank God you get to serve Him. Thank God you get to be part of His work and part of His ministry, whether it's in a church or witnessing on your own. Just, just take advantage of those opportunities. And that's the last one as far as, uh, you know, don't be slack. Don't be slack in witnessing. Look for opportunities to be a witness for Christ and to share Christ with someone else. You know, the late R.A. Torrey, the evangelist, um, he used to say that he would ask God for someone each day that he would be able to either be a witness to or to be, if they were saved, to be a blessing to, an encouragement to. And he said he found in his life that when he would go about his day looking for those opportunities, every single day God gave him one of those. He said it was the days when he got caught up on his own personal issues or self that he would look back and he missed the opportunities because he wasn't looking for them. You know, it's the same for us. I think if we look for opportunities to tell people about Christ... God's going to give them to us. And we may find that we have a whole bunch of them. We, you, sometimes you don't even realize how many opportunities you might have in a day. Even in just shopping, going about your day, God will bring you across people that He wants you to either be a witness to or an encouragement to and be a blessing to. And that's something we can make sure we're not slack in. Here's the second one. We have to be swift in our responsibilities and obedience and doing what's right. That was the problem here. That was the problem. They, they sat back. Uh, let's uh, go back to our passage and consider some things here. Verse 2 says, And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack to go for, to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you? Uh, here's a few thoughts here. First, they, they had been given the direction already. All right? They were to go and possess this land. That was an order from God, I guess a command from God. That was direction from the Lord. They didn't need anything else. You know, they knew what they were to do. They just had to do it. Now, my challenge here is when you know to do right, then do right. You don't need to, to, to delay or wait on it. If you know something is right and you should be doing it, then, then do it. Do it to the best of your abilities. Uh, one example is we don't have to pray to be a witness. God's already told us to be witnesses. Now, you might want to pray for opportunity. You might want to pray for wisdom and witnessing. Ask God to give you courage or boldness or the words to say. But as far as the actual work, God's already commissioned us to go out. You see, God's already directed us, and we just need to act upon that. You know, there are many other directions God's given us in the Bible, too, that all we need to do is act upon those now. Just just apply ourselves to those. Here, they were told to go after the land. They, what happened is they just didn't go. Uh, I guess uh, a few thoughts here. Maybe they just lost their desire for God's, for God's work. That can happen. We, we, we can set our sight on what we call the world or personal desires and we lose sight of God's will in our life. If you're saved, you're gonna, your salvation is secure, but you may end up struggling on a daily basis because you are following yourself. You know, a, a thought here is um, if you take your eyes off God, you're going to place them somewhere else. You know, we talk about keeping our eyes on the Lord. 
You know, Peter, when he walked on the water, he struggled when he took his eyes off Christ and noticed the storm, and that's why he fell. Well, you know, when you take your eyes off God, you're going to put them somewhere. Uh, you might put them on the storms around you, and that's going to discourage you. Uh, you might even put them on self, and that's going to lead you to live for yourself instead of for God. You, you can put them in different places. We want to make sure we're focusing on the Lord. Here, I don't know what happened as far as they took their eyes off God or if it just became a selfish situation, but evidently, we do know they didn't keep their eyes on God or else they'd have kept going forward. Uh, they lost sight of their direction is what happened here. And this was disobedience to God. You know, uh, God had told them to take the land, so anything otherwise is disobedience. And I think that's something we need to set, let sink in, I think. You know, when we read the Word of God and God gives us direction, if we don't follow it, that's disobedience. Bible teaches that. And, and here they were disobeying God by not taking that land. I think, in a sense, that's why Joshua was a little bit... He doesn't seem to be angry at him, but it almost seemed like he was a little bit irked with him. And notice what he says here. He says, how long? How long? Uh, in other words, you can just sit there? You've had this opportunity? Caleb's already got his mountain. He's been taking his mountain. And here you are. You don't have your land, your tribes, and you don't have your possession yet. How long are you going to be slack? How long are you just going to let this go by? And so what we find here is this had gone on for a little bit of time. Uh, and I think uh, to make this practical, isn't it easy to waste time? I have found it so easy to waste time. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, let me give you a personal example. I, I can get online with all intentions of looking something up and being off in five minutes. And an hour later, I'm reading article after article, find this, this seems neat, and I come over here, and next thing you know, uh, I have just wasted time. You know, yeah, I've learned some things. And I'll be honest, there have been some articles I read, I thought, why well, didn't even read this? You know, it seemed interesting at the point, but I just wasted five minutes on this. You know, it's so easy to waste time. It's just so easy. And that's just one area. You know, it's easy to waste time in many other areas in life that we got to make sure that we are being obedient to God and doing what God would want us to do. Now, that's not to say you can't get online and read articles. That's just saying we've got to make sure that we are not wasting time that we could be using for God's glory, that God wants us to be using elsewhere. And so here, they, they had wasted time, is what happened. They, they could have had their possession, or they at least been going after it, going forward. Instead, they're sitting back and, and not having it. They're unhappy, displeased, and Joshua's basically saying, how, how long are you going to just let this happen? How long are you going to sit there? You know, I think sometimes we need to hear that in life. How long? How long are you going to just neglect this? It's a challenge. It really is. How long are you going to neglect your responsibilities that you should be doing? How long are you going to stay out of the Bible that you know you should be reading? How long are you going to stay away from God and not talk to Him in prayer and you know you should be praying? You know, in a, in a sense, he's, he's rebuking and challenging Him here, saying, how long are you going to just let this go? How long are you going to neglect this? You've you got to do something about it, and you've got to, to do it now. Act upon this. And so we can bring that into so many different levels, I guess you say, or directions. And what we need to do is make sure... Make sure that we are seeking the Lord. Make sure that we're seeking uh, after Him. Now, here's the next one. You know, obedience is a must. It's not an option. It's a must. And that's what we find here. They, they had disobeyed God. Uh, you know, disobedience is sin. If we disobey God, it's sin. And disobedience will lead to struggles and troubles because it's sin, because there's trials there. Also, there's going to be suffering as far as your relationship with God. Uh, you know, the, these seven tribes here are not in God's will now. They're, they're kind of doing their own thing, and Joshua had to, to reprimand him a bit or rebuke him. So be swift today to obey. In other words, if you know what you should do, then just do it. Be faithful to God. And, and that's all it is. 
Do what God would want you to do on a daily basis. Every single day be faithful to God. And make the best of your opportunity. What I mean by that is if God's given you opportunities to, in any responsibilities, any service at all, be faithful to those and do them. Do them faithfully every single day. Uh, here's the last one I want to share with you, and that's to be strong. Be strong in the Lord's service. Notice he says here in Joshua chapter 18, uh, we'll read here verse 3, And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack to go to possess a land? And then notice what he says here, Which the Lord God of your fathers, he says, hath given you. He said, God's already given you this. God's already given you this. It's not, you don't have to go do this in your own power, in your own strength, or your own might. You just got to go forward and God's going to take care of this for you. God's going to take care of this. Be strong in the Lord, is what he's saying here. Claim the promise that God's already given you. Be strong in God. So here we have here, first off, he just reminded them of God's promise. God had given them this land. God had promised it to them. All they had to do was go forward by faith. You know, the entire journey in the land was an act of faith. They had to trust God. And when they first entered in, he gave them a miracle in crossing the river, the Jordan. As soon as the priests went forward with the, the, the tabernacle there, they, they, uh, or the ark, excuse me, they touched the water and split, and they all went across on dry land. And then their first obstacle, Jericho, God gave them a plan and said, march around it. Every single day, and you know that seven day blow those horns and it'll come down, and it did. God gave him the victory. Basically, God showed him, if you just walk with me, I'll provide. I'll give you victories. I'll take care. I'll take care of those things you can't take care of. And that was the lesson up front. And they were to continue following God. Well, you know how life can be sometimes. It's easy to. Well, they got slack. This seven tribes did anyway, and evidently they just lost sight of what God wanted them to do. And so what Joshua's doing now, he's saying, get your eyes back on God. Go take that land. And he even helped them, as we see in verses 4 on down. He said, here, you know, send these men out. We're going to help you get the land that you need. Basically, what he's doing is he's getting them going again to forward. Getting them to look at their opportunity and make the best of it. And that's what we find here. They, they had slowed down, and Joshua reminded them of God's promise. Uh, you know, when you think about it, if you, re- if you refuse to... <laughs> tongue-tied there, if you refuse to accept the gift that God has given you, then you can't expect the blessings from God. And that's what happened here. They refused to accept the land God had given them. They didn't go forward trusting Him, so they weren't going to receive it. And let me put it to you this way. How many of you have accepted the gift of salvation? Think about that. I hope and pray everyone here is saved, that you have Received Christ as your Savior. Now, now think about that for a moment. You know, Joshua told those people, how long, how long are you going to delay in this? You know, I could apply that here this morning to someone who's not saved. How long are you going to delay? How long are you going to put this off to another day? How long are you going to wait to make a decision? How long are you going to wait to repent of your sin and accept the finished work of Christ? How long are you going to wait to get right with God? You see... Make sure this morning that you're not putting off to another day what should be settled today. And that's your salvation. That's your soul. That's the greatest possession that you have. And make sure that you have been saved. Now, as far as salvation, let me just explain it clearly so we all understand. Well, in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, whosoever believe in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then you read on, the Bible teaches that we're already condemned. He, Christ didn't come into the world to 
condemn us. We've already done that with our sin. We're already condemned. We're all sinners. And because of that sin, we're heading for, for hell. And without Christ, we're lost. Without Christ, we're on our own. But God sent His Son, gave us a gift. And if you receive that gift, you know, if you understand you're a sinner, repent of your sin, and you turn to God, accept Christ, receive Christ into your heart, that's where the faith comes in, you believe and you're saved. Make sure you're saved here this morning. That's the most important part of the, not only this message, but every single message, is making sure you're right with God, with your soul. And make sure you're saved. Don't put it off. Don't delay. Uh, you know, whatever reason you've been, if you've been delaying that, get it settled here this morning. Make sure you're saved. And then after you're saved, uh, I want to challenge you again as far as just your responsibilities. It, it, make sure you're walking with God. You're living with the Lord. You're doing what God would expect of you and, and just serving Him and not serving yourself. You know, the, the key here, really, here, I think here's the key to this passage as we get ready to wrap it up. You know, with, with God, all things are possible. And I think they lost sight of that. That's why they stopped. That's why they, they didn't go forward and take more because they lost sight of the fact that God is great, that God is mighty, that God will give victories into our life, that God will go with us when we go forward, that God will guide our steps. You say, well, I don't know, uh, you know what He's going to do tomorrow. Well, we don't need to know. God knows. Just go forward. That God will open doors or God will close doors. You see, God is great and God is mighty. And they lost sight of that. God, they, they didn't receive the victories. They, they, they remained in a place where they were struggling because they refused to take advantage of the opportunities God gave them. And this morning, I want to encourage you to take advantage every single day of the opportunities that God has given you. You know, let me give you an illustration here as we get ready to, to wrap up our message here this morning. The late uh, F.B. Meyer who during his lifetime was a well-known preacher uh, and respected preacher for uh, many years. And later in life, a young preacher approached him and asked him, he said, Dr. Meyer, he said, uh, he goes, uh, how may I become as influential and well-known as you? That was his, his question. And Dr. F.B. Meyer looked and said, don't waste your time waiting and longing for large opportunities, which may never happen. But faithfully handle the little things that are always claiming your attention. And I think he's right there. You know, sometimes we can worry over things or, or look for other things instead of focusing on what we need to do today. Taking advantage of the opportunities that we have right now. And that's what happened with the Israelites. They, they, they didn't take advantage of their opportunities. And not, not all of them, the seven tribes. They didn't take advantage of that opportunity that was right in front of them. And this morning, maybe God's given you some opportunities that you say, well, you know... Uh, well, if you're taking advantage of them, just be faithful in those. God will lead you and guide you. Maybe there's some you say, you know, I just, uh, for whatever reason, I just haven't been taking advantage of those. I haven't been active in that area. And that's something that you can change. You can determine this morning that I'm going to take advantage of these blessings that God has given into my life. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.